You were created to love and be loved, to be in close community with folks where you can be real and vulnerable and grow into who God's designed you to be. With all that life brings, going through it together. We all need our people who are yours.
Will you join with me in prayer? Father, uh, today I was just reminded of how you teach us in 2 Corinthians about how your power is perfected in our weakness. And uh, other translations say it like this. My power uh, finds its full expression through your weakness. Lord, I feel like right now you are just highlighting those that may be feeling weak, that may be feeling like they're lacking or that they're not enough or that they're not going to make it or that there's something missing. Uh, But I feel like you're saying today that for those of us that feel weak, we are in a perfect position to display your power in our life. That every place of lack is a perfect place for you to bring provision. And that uh, every place of pain or fear is a perfect place for you to bring your hope, your love, and your encouragement. So we just release this right now to everyone that's listening, to every heart. And we just want to remind you that your weakness is the perfect place for God's power to be displayed in you, through you, and around you. Father, we thank you for the hope that you bring. We are never without answers. We love you. We receive your provision today uh, as you speak through the rest of our service and minister to us today. We love you, Lord. Amen. Hey there, church. So great to have you here with us today. I'm thrilled to be in the office today with my good friends, Julie and Joni and Rolo and Jerry and Nick. Thank you for joining us from home. We have a few announcements for this week. Even though we are not meeting in person as a church, we are still very much active. So Rolo has got these Sunday fun days happening. The last week they were at Wamanala Beach. This Sunday, the 12th, they are gonna be at Kaka'ako Waterfront Park from 1.30 to 3.30. So it was originally for families, but you don't have to be a family to come. You can just come as you are. There's gonna be water balloons and tug of war. There's lots of good parking and facilities, easy access down to the water. So please come and don't do this season of life alone. Uh, Stay together and enjoy the fellowship of, of family and your church community. Uh, the following week, the 19th, they're going to be at the Wildlife Beach Park right next to the Kahala Hotel, also from 1.30 to 3.30. So mark it in your calendars. Uh, today also, uh, we'll be having our monthly homeless outreach. This happens the second Sunday of every month. Kwok and Lila what lead this, and it's an awesome time. They meet at the Kapilani Bandstand from 3.30 to 5.30. They feed a regular group of homeless friends an awesome meal offer prayer, prophetic words, and it's a very lively uh, and just a warm time. I hope that you'll consider joining them. If you consider Blue Water your church family, we want to invite you to continue to support what we do here. Uh, We have a way to do that through our online portals. You can give uh, through some really cool uh, online methods that we've got there. I think there's going to be a cool screen here showing how to do that. Uh, or you can also do it the old school way, send a check to the church office. Thank you again so much for being our family. Uh, Jordan and I so appreciate uh, our awesome staff team and our community. That's you. So let's continue on with our service. Pastor Hurley has an amazing sermon for us. Let's listen. Hello, I'm Julie. I'm one of the pastors here. 
And we are in the middle of a sermon series on spiritual practices to defining moments. And just a couple things about defining moments I want to begin with. They are like the noblest, most wonderful, interesting stories that we can tell. They're the times when God comes in and encounters us and we encounter him and he does something through other people or through nature or through something crazy happening or something hard happening and they mark us, they define us and they set into motion spiritual practices that invite us into how uh, we get closer to God and how we get closer to one another and how we go after um, becoming who God has designed us to be. For centuries, there have been lots of material and manuals written on spiritual practices. Often they're called spiritual disciplines. And the scriptures are chock full of all kinds of stories about how to practice um, spiritual practices. And the operative word with them, I think, is practice, right? So that means we don't really know how to do it yet, and we got to do some things to get good at it. So it involves work, it involves commitment, it involves being flexible, and a really good atmosphere with people who are a little further along than us to train us and show us and model it for us and teach us how to do it. There are many kinds of spiritual practices. For the purposes of today, I will use this definition. Intentionally spending time regularly engaging in pursuits that bring us closer to God and help us become the people God's designed us to be. Today, I get the privilege of sharing about the spiritual practice of being in close community which is something really dear to my heart. And I'll begin by sharing a defining moment in my own journey that led me into the spiritual practice of close community. And then we'll talk about a little bit of, of biblical understanding of how God's design is for spiritual ohana. And then I'll move into a couple of expressions of that and how it's lived out among us. So I'll share a personal story of at the very beginning of my journey, which was a long time ago. Um, I came into faith as a really pretty messed up young woman in my early 20s. And I graduated from college with a degree in psych and was working at a psych hospital with teens. And I became friends with a coworker and we moved in together. And mostly in all of our free time, we were in the bars, hooking up, doing drugs, drinking, party central. And, uh, and she became pregnant. And it was a, um, a very defining moment for her that I got to be involved with. And so um, the father left the state, and I committed to digging in with her. And she, she realized that she better, like, she had walked with Jesus um, in her teens and had drifted away. So when this happened in her life, she's like, I better get back into, you know, into God. And so she started going to church, and I tagged along. Well, little did I know that this was God's moment for me to find him. So it was my, my story of starting my journey, which is another whole testimony. But... Uh, just to stick with this story about my friend and her pregnancy. So we were living paycheck to paycheck, like didn't have two dimes to rub together, and had no idea like how to, what to do with the baby, nothing. And so we, we figured out, well, we better probably get involved somewhere in the church, you know, get make some friends, like, you know, get some support. So I don't really remember how we landed in this, but we went to a, um, a group, and it was like seven or eight women who were intercessors. And if you don't know what that is, watch the um, Rolo two weeks ago because he nailed it on intercession and prayer. So the, that's what these ladies were doing. And, um, and they just like 
loved on us and invited us in. They they got us all the baby paraphernalia, strollers, car seats, had a baby shower for us with a mountain of diapers like the size <laughs> of a wall, and they just came alongside us and loved us up. These two women that here we you know it was just it was really remarkable, and uh, we needed seventeen hundred bucks for the birth and we had no no money, and an anonymous check comes in the mail for seventeen hundred bucks. So that was my first introduction into close ohana and close um, community. And it marked me. And I have been in an ohana group for 35 years, literally, um, from, from that on. And that spiritual practice, that's where it got birth, was that defining moment of these women. And now I'd like to move on to our scripture. And this is also like a life scripture for me that I have loved and, and remembered and held on to my whole faith journey. And we find it in the book of Acts. And it's a passage about what it means to be in close spiritual community. Um, and just a little prelude to it. So it follows the most defining moment in human history and how God encountered humans. Um, and before Jesus was crucified, he shared that he would send the Holy Spirit. Like that will be the shift in the age, that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And so with his followers who were running with him, they're waiting in a room. And, and Pentecost came, and literally they describe like tongues of fire landed on people, and there was an earthquake. So it was this like Holy Spirit coming in and shifting their lives forever. And then we get to see right after that, right on the heels of that, is Acts 2.42. And I'll read this for you. It talks about how to be community after this crazy cool thing happens. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all the believers were together and had all things in common and they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need. And day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding daily to their number those who were being saved. Life and communities back then seemed so different to how they are today. So some of the challenge has been like, what does that look like in our current context, our current landscape? And I have found that in all my traveling in the faith journey, that Ohana groups are the place where that really happens the most amazingly. There are places where we break bread, where we learn from scripture together, where we realize our gifts and get to practice them, where we discover how to pray and how to hear from God for one another, which is one of the most beautiful things that we can do as friends for one another. And all of it is done together as they're hanging out. So. Uh, it's been one of the most life-giving parts of my journey is when I've dug in with people and, and done all this stuff together and kept at it. So I, I want to share just a couple expressions of this spiritual practice of being in close community. And the first one uh, that I love about this is we discover our gifts and our purpose together. That's one of the most powerful things that I've encountered in the groups I've been part of is that we dig in. And, and the Bible talks about spiritual gifts a lot. There's a lot of examples and lists and um, people walking it out and seeing how they do it, like what, what it actually means to operate in a gift that comes from God that's supernatural, mm -hmm. that we can't do on our own. 
and um, learning how to hear God, I think, is at the center of all those gifts. Like, you see Jesus model that. Like, everywhere he went, no matter what the gift was, he's talking to the Father, and he's saying, how do I do this? And then he would hear God, and he would do it. So that hearing God, I think, is really at the heart of it. And that's where I, I learned in an Ohana group early on. So I have another early story. So I started going to this group in the early 80s. And I was led by this guy named Ted. And it was mostly like big hair, heavy metal musicians, and me and a surfer friend of mine, like fish out of water. And they would, they would worship for a really sometimes uncomfortably long time. And you're like, wow, just soaking in the presence. But the presence of God was unmistakable in that room. And then Ted would put a guy in the middle and he'd go, all right, we're gonna pray for him. I'm like, okay, no idea how to do it. No clue on what he's talking about. So I'd scrunch my eyes shut and I'd, I'd try and see something or get something for God from this, this guy with the beautiful hair running down his back. And, <laughs> and then Ted, something would pop in my head and Ted would pray it. And then next week, same thing, someone else in the middle. Something would pop in my head, a picture, scripture, some word, something, and Ted would pray it. And after time and time, and I was like, I mean, I was, felt so uncomfortable in that group with all these beautiful big hair guys. Uh, but, you know, I just knew that this is where I was going to learn to do this, where I was going to learn to hear from God. And that's what happened. Like, I started to get that sense of what it's like to hear from him, what kind of things he would say to other people. And it marked, it changed my life. Like, it started me in this, you know, spiritual practice of gathering together, learning to hear from God from one another. Super grateful for Ted. He was like homeless and a raging alcoholic for until he was like 50. And then he just got radically into Jesus and then, you know, started leading this group. So it was pretty, pretty amazing story there. Another story that I would like to share is a current context. So um, Connor, who is our teen leader, our youth, youth pastor, um, he is, I've watched this young man over the last year, like dig in with the teens in our church take some surfing just a couple of them like day in and day out he he dug in and then weekly they all meet and and it's been like a, you know the feedback he gives like it's not been easy you know some of them really not into stuff and and then over time as he has showed up and he's been listening to God for how to reach these kids they have created this beautiful community of connection and they all go to different schools but, and if you got to watch Connor's, if you didn't watch his recording about three or four weeks ago and the kids on there, their testimonies, it's just beautiful. He, he felt like he was supposed to take him to this camp. Well, actually, he was supposed to take him to a foreign country, but that didn't work. So then he's supposed to take him to this camp. And of course, like that was God setting him up. Like God knew that he was going to pour his spirit out on those kids at that camp. And they all came back different. And they're like going at it. They are so close and they are locking arms. And I've just seen these girls, just even their faces blossom from where they were to what's going on now because of this close community. Connor, you rock. You are amazing. Yeah, love you. Bless what you're doing. Okay, so that's our um, gifts and purpose and you know, digging in together with that. And the other thing I'd like to touch on is the, uh, the building of our character piece. And this one is not as exciting. It's a little messier. Um, but we, we, we want to grow up and we want to mature. And the way, only way we can do that is when we're in close community with each other. Because if we're on our own, our, our stinky, rotten stuff doesn't come out. Our, our, you know, we, we, it's in community that stuff comes out. 
And God is all about building character, right? He wants to take all the broken things, all the hurt things in us, all the stuff we carry, and he wants to transform it and heal us and free us and help us to become the people he's designed us to be so that we can just be his love and his hands and his feet. Uh, so seems like it makes sense for me to talk about my boat, Blue Jacket, because it makes its way into most of my sermons because it's really a big part of my life right now. And it has been like a very tangible um, analogy to the spiritual life. So the previous owner of Blue Jacket owned her for about 15 years and did almost nothing to keep her maintained. So um, he ignored problems and issues. He painted over things so you couldn't see the problems. Um, quick fixes. Um, or he just pretended they weren't there. And that's death. Like, that's not going to work well, especially on a boat, because I'll show you some pictures. It, it would have been dangerous to not handle those things and go out sailing. Um, and it's true for the human condition. The rotten things in us, the things that are broken, will mess with us our, in our relationships our whole lives. And so we need to go in and do the deep work. And Ohana groups are the place to do that. Our close community is a place to do that, to dig in with one another and go the distance and let things get messy so that we can see Holy Spirit come in and heal and transform us. So the first picture is uh, the salon, which is like the living room in the boat, and there's a big hole in the side because the whole thing was rotten and every time it rained, rain would pour in onto the dining room table and the cushions and everything would get soaked. And then you see the next picture and it's fixed. It's all fresh wood, it's freshly painted, and it's beautiful. And then the next picture is a little bit gnarlier because that first one was kind of cosmetic, but this one is, um, it's a chain plate. And you see all that rotten um, wood that looks like sawdust? That's supposed to be solid beams that are holding that big shackle in place because that thing has wires that hold the mast up. So if, you, if your mast comes down when you're out sailing, usually you sink, it's bad news. So all of that was rotten. It's amazing that it didn't happen. Um, so, so Lauren went in and, and, and took all that rotten stuff out and she replaced it with fresh lumber and fresh fiberglass and made it stronger than ever. So you see the after, she's got the, the wood on there and re-glassed and next we'll paint it and it'll be right as rain and the boat will be so much stronger. So I, I really think that's a, a good analogy for what I encounter in Ohana groups, that what we will encounter when we do like dig in and really and really go for the deep stuff together. So we can be super gifted and good at things, but if our character isn't maturing, if we don't dig in deep and expose those rotten places and work on them and, and expose, get healing, um, things don't generally go very well. And I've seen it over and over in my years of being in community with people. That when folks aren't willing to do the hard work or can't for some reason, um, and they generally leave, can't stick it out. And it's heart-wrenching to see that happen. And our close community is a place where we, um, like week in and week out, get to see one another, our weaknesses, our strengths. Um, and we also like wrestle with what, like there's some tricky scriptures, right? There's a lot of stuff in the Bible. It's very hard to figure out and very divisive in this time. It's a place where we can dig in with that stuff and talk through it and figure out what it means for us and how we walk it out. Being there for each other when tragedy strikes, that's probably the, the most important one I find in Ohana groups. 
And if we don't have that community already built, then when stuff hits, mm -hmm. there's no one there. So we gotta like establish those relationships so that when really tough stuff comes, we've already got folks in our lives who can bring us meals or you know do the things that, that will walk with us through it. Letting others see our real selves is probably one of the scariest things, mm -hmm. right? Shame tries to keep us quiet. Um, probably pretty sure that people will cancel our friendship if they really know what we're like inside sometimes. We gotta stick it out. We gotta go, go through that with each other. And um, I just encourage you to go for it with close people in your lives. I've been a follower of Jesus for 35 years, and I have walked through beloved ones who've passed away. I've walked through a wonderful marriage for a lot of years. I've walked through divorce myself and my parents. I've walked through single parenting. Um, I've, I've walked through racism and wars that I could do nothing about except lament and get on my knees and lock arms with people. Um, and four of the most formative pastors in my journey have crashed hard and collectively hurt thousands of people. And if I did not have my people through that, I would not have survived it. There's no way. I can't imagine what it would have been like. They came alongside me and they listened and they prayed and they laughed and they celebrated when we needed to like just unload. Um, they slogged through and showed me grace in ways that sustained me through it and, and just brought that like deep love that you just don't find anywhere. I've never found it anywhere, but, but in, in this context. So I just want to leave you with a few tips about Ohana groups. Um, a couple of, not the, like the hard practices first. So like many weeks, it's kind of boring. Like it seems like nothing's happening. Like why am I even coming here? And I've, I've felt that way, you know, like it seems like nothing's happening. And honestly, there's usually at least one person in the group who is um, really uh, rubs me wrong and are hard to love and I just secretly wish they'd go away. <laughs> it's true, you know, they're kind of, yeah. So, but I, I know that, that I'm probably that for other people too. So, it, it, you know, I'm not gonna bail, I'm gonna stick it out. And I think we get challenged to overcome fear of not being liked or loved if they really saw us. And also we learn the patience and push through judgment of how stupid long it takes us to change myself included. Like, it takes a long time. So it's not, it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be a short thing. It's going to be a thing of digging in together. But then there's the other side of it, which is the beautiful things that happen. Breaking through, I've seen breakthrough and overcoming debilitating fear in people's lives. I've watched mamas grow babies in their tummies and got to throw showers for them and bring them meals and the miraculous thing of new life coming in. I've seen folks who were searching and seeking, and I got to share with them about Jesus, and they entered into life of faith. And those are my favorites, just brand new, fresh, don't know much, and just got to roll on over them with like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. It takes time to develop trust in my experience. I, I've started a lot of groups, and literally like number, but at least a year. It literally takes about a year for stuff to gel and trust to be established so that there can be the vulnerability and the connections. That's kind of a long time, especially if at first you're like, eh, not, not really feeling this. So uh, really encourage you uh, to step in. Uh, I was called by God early on in my faith journey. 
into leadership. And I, I don't really know why. I, I, I mostly wouldn't have done it had I known how hard it would be. The heartache and the heartbreak of walking through stuff with people. Uh, I've run with folks who I've poured my life into. And it was most likely probably the character stuff that took them out and they pieced out and they walked away and it was heart-wrenching. But I've also had the pure joy of experiencing folks grabbing a hold of their spiritual gifts, grabbing a hold of their design in God, grabbing a hold of their healing and breakthrough, and seeing their, their character grow and their life transformed. And it it's, makes it all worth it. And I've personally experienced the deep care that I've needed through life. It sustained me through life. And they've happened in my Ohana group. Find your people if you haven't already. Ohana groups are listed on our website. There's a bunch of them. Check them out. Try one. See how, how it feels. If you're in a close community and struggling with sticking with it, keep going. Go the distance. Mm -hmm. Don't even let, like, I don't feel like going today be a thing. Just, just go. Mm -hmm. It's worth every effort. Break bread. Worship. Pray. Be sincere. Invite others in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing. We thank you for the scriptures and the history of God's people caring for one another well. We thank you for all the messiness of it, the hardness of it, and for all the joy and breakthrough that comes. And I just bless each one wherever they are as they're listening with an unction to dig deep, to press on, press in, to find your people, and take the, the leap of faith to be vulnerable and to be letting God in to all the places. Open us up, God, to receive your gifts and power. Open us up for supernatural, supernatural ministry to happen among us. Bless our Ohana groups with your power and your presence to heal and deliver and transform. We just love you, God. We love you. We thank you for this scripture in Acts that shows us so clearly some ways to do this. Bless our attempts. Bless our tries. Bless each one listening, Father, with your presence. In Christ's name, amen. Good morning, Blue Water. Uh, I feel like Julie's message today was spot on, that in the midst of a season of continued restrictions in the pandemic, um, where we're starting to get disjointed from one another, and there's so many reasons not to meet with our people, that we need to find our people and we need to connect with our people. So I want everybody to take 10 seconds super quick and think of somebody that you can connect with because the Lord has placed people in your life. And if you don't even feel like the Lord has placed people in your life, then please hit up the prayer line after the end of this service and connect with people there but I want you to take 10 seconds right now and pray to the Lord and ask him to highlight 
people that you can connect with to be your people in this season because we're so powerful as we meet together as the body of Christ. Okay, 10 seconds, here we go. Okay, I feel like for a lot of you, the Lord highlighted somebody or some people that you can connect with continually um, so that you are staying with your people. Go after that, give them a phone call. You can do this because you're not alone. If you don't feel like the Lord highlighted anybody to you, connect on the prayer line and they will help you get connected to an Ohana group or a different ministry stream where you will be able to find your people. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to pray for everybody really quick and I hope that you guys have a great week. So Lord, I just pray in the season of restrictions and limitations on gatherings that you would help us continually find creative ways to safely meet together so that we can encourage each other as the body of Christ, Lord. I know that we need each other and I just pray right now that you would open up the doors for us to find these creative ways to meet with our people so that we can be strong together as a unified body in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a well-connected week, everyone.